you're now tuned into another episode of The Underground. Each week, we dive into what it means to create, nurture, and live in communities everywhere. This is The Underground with Ryan Moore and Justin Lon Carrick. This is as professional as it gets here at The Underground. How's everybody doing today, Ryan? I'm good. How are you, Justin? I'm great, man. We're actually coming to you live today from the Burlington Pond Hockey Training Facility, and we're in the presence of greatness behind me here. Yeah, on the ice right now, we have a couple of our AHL, OHL players. We do have the NHL players come through, but they're on a different day. I'm sorry, Justin, you didn't yeah. get to meet them Next today. Time. But uh, yeah, out there right now, they're just working on, I just got, I just stepped off the ice and they're just working on some skills on their own. I gave them some free ice to use and... They'll go out there till their hearts content. Well, we've got a guest that would rival those players in his own field today, which I think is pretty fun. And, you know, we've always said from the get-go that this podcast would be about helping people and bringing information to people. And today, I think, is one of those days for sure. For sure. We have marketing expert. Well, let's let's do a proper introduction here. I'm just gonna I'm gonna lay it out for you. Ray is a real estate trainer, coach, marketing specialist, best-selling author, speaker, podcaster, entrepreneur, and his area of expertise is working with residential, commercial, and industrial real estate professionals to boost results and grow their personal brand through building relationships, technology, innovation, better scripting, dialogues, and great marketing. He's founded multiple companies. Uh, he's been my mentor in the past. He's a good friend of mine. We've known for years, We've known each other for years. Ray Wood, how are you today? G'day, Justin. I'm very well, buddy. And you? And hi, Ryan. Hello. Uh, we're doing good. We're doing good. As good as we can do in this, in this day and age. And I think, you know, let's start with, let's start with where you come from. Obviously you, you come from Australia. We know that I from, do. from I the, do. the accent. I'm You've, originally from Melbourne, Australia. And I, uh... I moved here about 10 years ago, long story short, and yeah, I love it, living the, living the dream here in, uh, in the GTA in Toronto. We've got a little cottage up north that we get up to from time to time, so, and I tell you what, you can't buy a place on the water in, uh, in Australia for under about 10 million or something like that, so it's, uh, it's a wonderful place to be. I think there's, there's over a million lakes in Canada, and I think half of them are here in, in this province, so um, yeah, just, uh, just love being here. We all love the the Northern Ontario vibe, right? Oh, you can't escape the the escape to up to Muskoka area, especially for myself. I, I like to go to Bancroft area too. That's up there. All the lakes, all the Canadian Shield, something else. Beautiful. One of these Beautiful. days, I'm going to get up to your place, Ray. I keep saying it, but you will. Well, you got a standing invite, and um, but don't come today because it's just started snowing. Oh, fantastic! No, I will not come today. <laughs> Welcome to Canada. <laughs> I spend enough time in hockey rinks. I don't need to be up there. <laughs> hockey uh, rinks and snow. So yep. you're a real estate marketing expert. Let's call mm-hmm. it what it is. Yep. How did you, you actually, our stories kind of parallel looking back through the history of what you've done. You had grandparents in the industry. You've got pictures from way back when. And I have from back in the day. I love um, that stuff. I'm actually a fourth generation real estate agent. Oh. So my great, great grandfather opened his company in, in, uh, in Victoria, Australia in 1908. So uh, quite some time ago. And I wasn't much good at school. Year 10 were two of the hardest years of, of my life. So uh, my father, uh, fortunately, bless him, took me out of school and put me to work listing and selling real estate. And I just loved it. 
a few years later, I moved uh, in my in my late teens, early twenties, moved to Melbourne. I grew up in a smaller town, and I moved to Melbourne, which is the uh, southern capital of Australia, and um, just really got into the whole vibe of listing and selling. And then, and as things got more and more competitive in real estate, I, I kind of got more and more interested in marketing as to, as to you know, what sets a real estate agent apart. Justin, as you know, uh, the holy grail for us is winning listings. If we, if we can win listings, we have to make two sales, don't we? We have to sell ourselves to the, to the property owner, to the seller, then we have to get them top dollar for their, for their real estate. So I kind of got more and more interested in that, which sort of culminated uh, in the late 90s writing a book called How to Sell Your Home for More, which is, uh, which is sold on Amazon. And that's kind of my explainer. I mean, real estate's one of those things that has no recommended retail price, right? So um, we all wonder, why did that home sell for X and the other home that looks very similar sell, sell for 100000 less? So we often wonder those things. And, and the thing I love about property, no recommended retail, we can help a seller influence their selling price. So how do we pitch and package that market to potential sellers in our area? That's kind of what gets me out of bed every morning thinking about that one question. <laughs> well, and that's that's what I think most of us do in this industry. Let's Let's For just sure. hit the nail on the head of it's great to be in front of people and having that pitch, but how do you even start to get people in front of you? And and this kind of goes across the board. I mean, if I'm a, if I'm a hockey pond center and or a pond hockey center and I'm I'm selling my ice time, what am I doing to get in eyes on my product right now? That's working, okay. especially in COVID. I think is a big deal. Yeah, there's. I think for a lot of people in business, and I've certainly been guilty of this. When you start your business and you launch, you hang up your shingle. You're you're running a hockey arena. You're you're running a cafe. You're running a real estate business. Whatever it might be, you're kind of expecting instant business. You're kind of expecting I'll throw this ad on Facebook or Google. I'll I'll put up my sign, and you're kind of expecting uh, instant success. But we all know with the benefit of hindsight that uh, nothing could be further from the truth. It's a very, very competitive world out there. So what 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 I think works and has worked for me in, in my business and works for many of the people that I work with is what I call a, a funnel. So there's kind of three parts. If you can imagine just a good old garden variety funnel that you might tip your gas into uh, in your boat at your cottage or whatever, just a big ass yellow funnel. And in the top, goes all your leads. So, hey, I met – and let's use the real estate uh, example. Sure. Hey, I met Justin uh, at an open home, which is actually where we met, wasn't it? It is where we met. Back yes, in the day. it is. <laughs> so uh, I met Justin at an, at an open home. So I'm a realtor. And I've, I've, I've won his confidence to get his name and email. So I've, I've sort of earned the right to – if I can provide good communication to, to, uh, to keep in touch. So that's the first part of the funnel. The second part is what I call the nurture. And this is where, okay, I've got John, I've got Justin in my funnel. How am I adding value to this relationship? What am I doing to show Justin that I can help him in a, in a future way? I'm not just this real estate agent who's looking for money. I'm adding value. I'm doing other things. I'm offering this. I'm offering that. I'm, I'm providing content. In real estate, our, our, our big thing is information. We can offer some great information because sellers want to know, okay, what a property selling for in the area? What's my property worth? How can I fix my home up? to sell for more, etc. So that's the second part. The third part of your funnel is conversion. So how am I converting those when they're ready, those potential seller leads? How am I converting those into listings, which then become sales? Let's use another example, say for a coffee shop. 
So say I, learn, I, I launch a co- coffee shop in, in Brant Street in Burlington and I'm looking to attract people. I might have a competition on Facebook where I can where I can offer like free coffee cards or something like that. I'm wanting people to experience my coffee because they'll probably come back and, and get some more. The funnel there is a lot quicker and a lot shorter and the gestation period is a lot faster. The gestation period in real estate being from when somebody first thinks about, thinks about selling to actually going on the market is about 12 months. Obviously, it's a lot less. If I want to get a hockey coach or something like that, bang, I'm looking for some instant help, but it's all about building your list and keeping those names in top of your funnel, working your nurture, and then converting to the sales at the end. And, and basically, every business runs on that model. One of the things you told me ages ago was that every lead that goes into that funnel, in real estate terms, because every industry is going to be different, but from a real estate perspective, every lead that goes into that funnel is $2,500. Mm-hmm. So you know, yep. I, I remember the the distinct image of you saying to me, imagine everybody that walks through your door, that everybody that you meet in your daily existence has a $2,500 stamp across their head. And yep. are you going to turn that person into that $2,500 coming out the other end of the funnel? Or is it going to spill over the side and disappear into the wayside? Yeah. And that's something that I remember distinctly from you. Obviously, in the coffee shop example, that number is probably not twenty five hundred, but certainly in the in in every circumstance, every customer, every person you run into is another opportunity for you. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, a coffee shop's obviously doing a lot more transactions yeah. than uh, than than a real estate agent. But if you apply value, and there's a formula for it, without without going down that path. But if you apply value to every that you meet and you understand the value of bringing them into your funnel and then you understand the value of of nurturing and going out of your way to provide awesome content and awesome awesome contact then you can expect to um, earn the right to do business with that person later on I mean like I keep saying it's a super competitive world out there there are more real estate agents out there Justin than than I've ever seen I think there's I don't know how many there are in in Ontario. Is there sixty or seventy thousand or something? Toronto like board alone, number. yeah. In Toronto alone, there's sixty thousand ish agents, okay. and then you add okay. in the surrounding boards: Burlington, Oakville, Hamilton, Niagara, Kitchener, Waterloo. I mean, there's probably well over a hundred thousand agents in the Oakville, or sorry, in the Ontario region. So yeah. it's it's a big yeah, game. Phenomenal number. Yeah. yeah, it is a phenomenal number. So you know, with it, it being that competitive, the agents that not only survive and thrive, and here we are in this global pandemic that none of us could see coming. It's a different world. What are we doing? You know, like I think it's a brilliant opportunity now to grow your market share because people do want to be contacted. I mean, you know, the value of property and it has skyrocketed in the last six months. It's mm-hmm. just it just keeps leap leapfrogging because. People realize, hey, well, you know, we might be here for a while. I want to have a nice place where I want to live. And perhaps finally, people are really understanding the value of, of real estate and owning your own property. You know, like I, I heard something on the CBC the other day and they, they were sort of espousing the, the advantages of renting. And I'm thinking, boy, are you serious? You can own a property for five or 10 years. It doubles in value. Yeah, sure, there's costs, but that's tax-free money. Well, it is at the moment. Ottawa was talking about changing it, heaven forbid, but that's tax-free money. So, you Well, know, and the interest what, rates are incredibly yeah. low. I had a friend tell me the other day that they were offered 1.73%. Nice. So, and yeah. that's like as low. I've never, 16 years in this industry, I've never seen an interest rate that low for a five-year fixed, which is pretty incredible. Who knows how this ages after we release this podcast. But. Me personally, I'm, I'm 30 and I have a lot of friends that are just now trying to break in to break out of renting. They've saved up enough money to put a down payment down and actually get into the buyer's market type of thing. Yep, yep. 
and they're all hopping in right now that the pandemic just gave them an awesome opportunity to hop in on real estate because of those interest rates before yeah. where they were priced out of Burlington. Now they can afford Burlington. So they're trying to break in right now. Yeah, I think, Ryan, that's a really interesting point. Maybe a little sidebar. Anybody listening to this thinking about buying, should they wait? No, just get in and, and like the sooner you do it, you, we can't predict when the next boom's going to be, right? So, and even if the market falls off the perch for a little bit, you've still got your price, you can still add value to it. As a first homeowner, province and in this country, the, the benefits are massive. And like you said, uh, a mortgage under 2%, we're getting close to free money. It's crazy. I've, like Things have never been that cheap. Money's never been that cheap in my lifetime. And right. even with the prices the way they are, if they do go down, I would suggest that over a 50-year average, things have always gone up. So yeah. you're looking at an, at an investment in, your, in yourself for your own money that will make you money over the long term. Simple as yeah. that. There's, yeah, no, like- there's no other way around it. No, I and you can look at the track record in 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 this province in you know the, in all the GTA I guess but and beyond I mean property you know it's had its patches where it didn't do a lot but boy it we bought a property in in Mississauga in my wife and I in in January before the cold covid thing hit and we didn't close until until June and we didn't know what was going on but the market's just continued to roll upward which is which is great so yeah live where you want to live not where you have to live fair enough Let's get back to the marketing. I think it's an mm-hmm. important subject. The Talk to me about paper marketing. Talk to me about mailers and advertising to that effect. One of your okay. one of your brainchilds re- recently is a company called Jiggler. Yep. And it's it's we use it. So I can I can attest to the the merits of it. It's a great product and yep. and we use it as yep. realtors. And I guess what I'm looking for is from your perspective cuz you've got tons of clients using it. Is it still working? Is it something that you can effectively use to get people in the door? Are people afraid of touching other people's marketing? Is that a thing? Okay. Okay. Well, just to explain quickly, Jiggler, those familiar with Canva, Jiggler is like the Canva for real estate, I guess I guess I could say, but it's a, it's a way to create social media templates, graphics, marketing, direct mail letters, reports, infographics, like your flyers for your open homes, anything real estate related as simple as just dropping and and dragging and dropping to create really unique interesting modern pieces like let me say that from a from a customer perspective yeah from a user point of view we've tried canva we've tried canva we've tried other options that are out there which there aren't really many but there's a couple that we have access to with our brokerage and there is nothing that mirrors what jiggler has as far as the I mean, we're always looking for the the modern kind of funky, cool look, and Jiggler yeah. has that. And what's yeah. nice about that is you just drag and drop your stuff into it, press play, and your printer has it. It prints, they whatever, and it's done. Yeah, yeah. That well, that's that's the mission. I think we've we're about ten thousand um, user agents now in one hundred and thirty or forty countries, which is really exciting. I've never been involved in anything like this before, and it's growing. It's growing really quickly, uh, and especially in COVID, it's been growing really quickly. But it's probably just, and I guess, a way that you can promote your brand. And again, the funnel comes back in. It's another way to feed your funnel. It's another way to reach out and attract people who you might be potentially doing business with in the future. That's the kind of thing that you're looking for. So I guess my whole mission with marketing is 
is to is to create an offer, what I call a USP, a unique selling proposition, which is which is a generic generic term, which which everybody wants, right? Like, why should I be doing business with you? There's there's seventy thousand agents in the province, or whatever we mentioned. So, well, even if there was a hundred, there's know, there's fi- there's fifteen above? there's fifteen different hockey schools in Burlington now. Correct. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So same deal. So. So what is what is different about my hockey school? Sure, there might be some, there might be some. It, it might have been the breeding ground for some great players. I, I don't know. I, I I don't know a lot about hockey from from that sense, but I do know a lot about looking for a unique point of difference. You know, what is my compelling point of difference? Why should somebody want to want to do with you know want to want to work with me? And the question is probably, how can I set myself aside? And I and I ask real estate agents that, and they say, well. You know, I'm experienced. I'm honest. My clients love me. I get great results. I'm always training. I'm ahead of the play. I'm tech savvy. I'm social media savvy. And and my comment is, you know, that's really good, but pretty much anybody can tell me the same thing, can't they? So what is it that sets you apart? And again, real estate, which is my thing. And I worked really hard to win a reputation to develop my USP. And my USP was same title as my book. I can help you sell for more. So Again, I really focused on that on that point of difference. Like, how can I really make a difference? What are the things that I'm doing? How can I help my client influence their selling price with my marketing, with the way it's pr- presented, the way I liaise with buyers, the way I negotiate, the way I contract, etc., the way I look at all the different terms, everything on the table. So, my mission when I'm working for my seller is to do everything legally, mor- morally, and ethically that I can to help them to help them score the highest price. So. How do we back that up? And this is what you and I've talked about a lot in the past. How do we back that up? How do we support those claims? And that's a no-brainer because we do that with reviews and testimonials. So if you can have enough of those things, they're helping you. So establish the core of your business. Like with my hockey rink in, in Burlington, what are the, you know, what are my what do my past clients say? Why do they why do why do they like going there? What's its point of difference? What are the advantages? You've got to put yourself in your client's shoes and look for the features that they might want to close in on. Are you looking for a niche buyer or a niche market? Is that the idea? I think some I think niche markets are, are the best. It it depends. I mean it's you know, nobody wants to shut down other business. If you said, Okay, I'm just going to handle townhouses in Burlington and Oakville, for example, that's shutting you down from from offering freehold properties or condos or blocks of land or commercial or whatever it might be. So I prefer to and and yeah, look, Toronto's full of condo experts, so called, and some of them do very, very well. But I'm a big fan of putting every every everybody into the into the funnel and saying, okay, yeah, I can I can this is this is my area of expertise. I can work with you on this. And real estate's real estate, whatever it is, I can help you get a better result. We use a system that helps our sellers achieve a higher price. Can I show you how it works? So that's uh, that's my elevator pitch for 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 that concept. Ray, you just brought up writing reviews. On Amazon, I always go right to the reviews, and this reminded me of something. We are recording this just before Halloween, and Mm -hmm. yesterday I was driving home from work, and an Amazon commercial for Christmas came on the radio, and I immediately went home to my girlfriend, and I said, oh my God, you're not going to believe it. I just heard my first Christmas commercial, and she goes, well, you know, I am right now searching on Amazon for Christmas gifts. I'm starting early. She's the type of person that starts early and she'll have all of her gifts bought by end of November. 
But my question is, how much is too much? Because to me, we haven't even hit Halloween yet, and I'm already getting bombarded with Christmas commercials. Amazon's already getting in my face. Buy now, buy now, buy now. How much is too much marketing? Is there such a thing as being too in your customer's face? Are you overspending? Are you over saturating your market with your name that people are starting to get annoyed of you. I know in the past, those Ikea commercials, if you ever heard them with that crazy accent guy, those, I mean, but Hey, I'm sitting here, I'm talking about it right now. Right. So I guess it did work in some sense, but how much is too much? Is there such a thing? There probably is Ryan. I I think your, your marketing should line up with your brand. What do you stand for? What are, what are people expecting? What kind of expectations are you creating? Also, the beauty of a funnel is that you're putting multiple people in there. They can opt out if they don't like your message. I mean, we all opt out of, uh, of email subscriptions every day. I do. I'm sure you guys do as well. It's like, okay, you know what? I really don't want to hear from that guy. He's, he's emailing me too much or, or I'm not interested in that message anymore. I mean, Amazon's probably a pretty strong example because they have so much market share at the moment. But we started talking about that and reviews and that's where the power of it is. I found myself in a Canadian tire the other day looking for a product and then I thought, I'll just price check this on Amazon. And then I'm reading the reviews and the product sucked, so I didn't buy it. So, so you know, what a, what a great thing. So we should be doing that in real estate as well. And, and I see these websites, these agent websites with, um, you know, a lot of reasons why you should use that agent to buy or sell. But I don't always see a lot of testimonials. And the testimonials are social proof. Like we can all, we can all sit around and tell each other how great we are. But when our client says, you know, you just got to, you got to, you got to go to Ryan's rink. He knows what's going on. He does this, this, and this. It's just like, just go there. Like we love those referrals, don't we, Justin, in our, in our business? So look, just talk to Justin. Just do what he says. You'll have a great real estate experience and, and everything will be fine. I mean, that's the power of a referral. And this, this goes even deeper now because referrals are happen in such subtle ways that we don't understand anymore, or we, we've started to see it more and more. Facebook groups all over the place, someone posts in the group and says, hey, I need a real estate agent. I'm looking to sell my home. Or, hey, I need some advice from a realtor. Who do you know? 40 people will post their, their hey, check out this guy. Go talk to mm. this girl whatever. And, and it's like you have 500 realtors suddenly up there. So it's more, yeah. you're almost like bec- seagulls, seagulls. <laughs> but I think that the problem is that the, it makes it even harder to create a USP because you really have to stand out and create yeah. something even more special. And I yeah. think what's interesting about what you have done with your training group and the, and the, the stuff that you've done in the past with me, for example, is this give to get marketing campaign that you have. How, how does that, how has that played in and how does, I mean, that's a, it's a big deal for, for a lot of people. We see it all the time in, in retail and, and around the, around the world for, for different types of sales. How does it play out in real estate? Yeah. Good question. Great question. Well, real estate, we're selling a service, aren't we? If we were selling a, a nice coffee or a latte or something, or even like some time on the rink, a, a hockey lesson or some coaching, we can give them an example. We might discount or we might do a giveaway or whatever it might be. They can experience it straight away. You can't have a dry run with real estate. You can't do it. What's every seller want? They want a top market price. They want three things, a top market price. I believe they want a sale in a reasonable time. And they want a great real estate experience. So the quickest and most effective way to do that is to give them the evidence that you can produce it. And that, again, is where reviews and testimonials come in. The agents that I work with in my best agents group, we use 
a number of books. So I have written a book that they can be the author of called The Ultimate Home Sellers, uh, Ultimate Home Sellers Guide. I customize them a copy of How to Sell Your Home for More so they can give that, give that away. I have hard copies and I have email versions. So we're always on the front foot. We're always giving. And you talked about give to get. So I'd rather offer something. And here's a, here's a $29 book on Amazon. I'm, I'm offering. Offering it to you for free, so you can check it out and you can glean the information and you can sell your property for more as well. So that's, I think that's that's the important message that that I try to convey. And again, you're not going to get anybody. Um, okay, you might get a flyer out tomorrow and you've done it, and somebody says, "Hey, Justin, haven't heard of you, but come and have come and check out my house, and you're a great presenter. You sit down and you list them and you sell them." That doesn't always happen, though, does it? And often that. That chain is 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 so important, and that follow up. And real estate agents, I think, as a rule, on average, they only have two or three contact points with that potential seller. So you know, why not reach out and look for different ways to connect with them? I said before that gestation period from first contact to actually going on the market is twelve months. Let's look at Ryan's, you know, coaching and 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 link setup, etc. In Burlington, you could offer, and you probably already do. Maybe you offer special days or a deal here or something there, or come and try it. I I don't know about the marketing, about how it works, but it's all about engaging your potential client. And people say, yeah, you know what? And I'm prepared to put I'm prepared to put it on the line and say, hey, I'll offer I'll offer my service or my or my whatever it is for free. If you like it, come back. So what, what better way to try it out? Well, talking about like the review process and having other people vouch for you type of thing, we, here at, at My Rank the Pond, we have a lot of AHL, NHL hockey players, professional hockey players. So what we do is we have them talk about, oh, you know what? This program was great. Yeah. So. I believe now they call that that's an influencer. They have the social yeah. media influencers and all that. So how much is influential people vouching for your business? Is that a, a key part? Is that something you should pursue or should you try and build it on your own? You know, I've built my own social media a little bit. I've, I've, I've gotten up to a fair amount of followers on my social medias and I'm getting a lot of leads for my business here at, at the pond through social yeah. media. I could have gone the other way and got influencers to like the hockey players that I use. I could have got them to post about me, but instead I posted about them and that brought clients in that way. In the real estate world, how, are there influencers? Are there people that you can reach out to such as yourself? I, I mean, you would probably be an influencer in your own right, but how do you, how do you try to attack that? How do you try to get people talking about you creating that bigger buzz around you? I think yeah, great question, Ryan. I I think my my answer to that would be use every possible resource you can and test it. And if you've got a name player, I mean, who doesn't want to go to a rink where there's a name player? I mean, these guys are gods. We live in this we live in this world where where hockey is the religion, and you know that's an exciting thing. So if you can if you can use that influence in some way, shape, or form, and in a positive way and and obviously when you're talking celebrity you need to be careful because everybody's got their own agenda they might be under contract etc but like I'm sure you know how it, how it works but there's nothing wrong I know with, exactly with, how it works I'm a celebrity yeah. so I'm, I'm all in I'm all in <laughs> I had to pay him to join this podcast <laughs> So I, I think do whatever you can. There's a there's a lot of great angles out there. Just try it. Just mix it up. 
I've yeah, my my son Charlie's. We we went around. I think most most of Ontario back in the day. Looking at, we certainly went to the pond a few times. So got some great memories of of your ring. Yeah, oh, thank you. He play, did he play in the U.S. for a while? Where did he go? End up? He went to Oregon. He played with a team out out in Oregon in Medford, Oregon. Wow. So this yeah, what a what a great town. Uh, recently threatened by the fires out there, but just a wonderful community. He had a, he had a couple of seasons out there and and loved it. That is cool. How how have you seen a shift towards social media with relation to business in general? What is the most important thing? Because I think a lot of people are hung up on likes and yeah. such. What What is the most important thing when it comes to social nowadays? To experiment. Good would call. Would be my answer. Try different things. Try different things. Find out what's working. What's working at the moment is is kind of obscure images, Like, you know, and you've done a few of those, Justin, like instead of having a typical thing, have some attention grabbing, you know, a woman looking horrified or I don't know, something. There's all of these different things going on. Um, But I would try different things, different messages. We're more inclined to look at images rather than copy we don't like we we see a lot of copy and our brains instantly turn off i think everybody agrees with that from a marketing point of view unless we're reading a book or something like that and wherever you can tell a story so maybe ryan with maybe you've already done this but by way of example maybe there's somebody who's come up through the burlington process through through the hockey family in in burlington and and now they're playing some great hockey and and they've come up you know like going to the pond and stuff like that so there's a lot of there's a lot of different angles you can use but wherever you can tell a story that's why hollywood works that's why netflix is so successful cuz we all crave a story we all love a story and there's a fantastic book i don't know justin maybe you've read it the the author is donald miller m i w l e r uh, and it's called uh, how to develop your story brand or something like that. Words to the words to that effect. And he actually, there's a formula for almost every successful Hollywood movie. There's a character. Here's the actor. They're trying to do this. Blah blah blah. It all works out. So wherever you can tell a story. The other thing is links back to your back to your website. And you're pretty good at doing this, Justin. So you create a story and you bring the traffic back into your website. And again. It should be about engagement and where do we worship? The funnel. So bringing everybody back into the funnel, then then we can nurture. And you need a good CRM, which is a customer relationship management system. So you can have a MailChimp account for free. If you're in real estate, send me a message. I'll set you up with uh, with Locked On, which is a, a company that I'm a partner with that we're, we're launching here in, in North America. So, But get something. Get something that you can use. And you want to be able to text your people. You want to be able to email them. You want to be able to send them hard mail and phone calls, et cetera. It seems to me that... For all the technology we have, the fundamentals of the way it's always been is still the same. Correct. Even down to, just to give you an example, I secured a new client last week and they are, I met them last night at their house just to go over some things. And I got an email from them later that in the evening saying, here's a property that we really like. We emailed the agent on Saturday morning. And we wanted to see it on Sunday, but this was after, like, this was before we met you. And so she didn't email me back until last, last night. Like, Mm -hmm. so it was like three days basically that went by before this agent emailed this person back Yeah, and they were expecting to get a showing the following day and it was too late. So I think what, what, what I'm trying to say is the fundamentals of the way 
sales, business, marketing has always been is kind of still the same. There's no real like massive shift. You still have to follow up. Yeah. And if you're not following up, you're still not going to get any business. I think, uh, especially in real estate, you got to jump back on the phone. And the phone wasn't invented in the eighties; it's been around forever. I think it's the best; it's the best tool we've ever had in real estate. I think we need to be careful in business, though, because all of this social media and technology and and different apps and advances in in tech and all of the things that have happened, development in marketing. I mean, it's just created this expectation of of immediacy. I mean, instant coffee isn't fast enough. People want stuff. Yesterday, I called the guy. An hour's gone by. Doesn't he want my business? What's going on? So, you know, like maybe if you've got an autoresponder on your email, let's say, hey, thanks, I got your message. I'm going to be, be doing my very best to get back in touch with you within 24 hours or whatever it might be. You've got to set some expectations. But it's interesting in real estate and for that matter, for any business, right, if I'm looking to set my son up with some with some hockey coaching in, in the Burlington area and I approach a few different people, I'm thinking about that. That's top of mind for me. I want to know about it straight away. If I'm looking to buy a car, I want to do it soon. I don't want to wait. I want to get into it. If I want to list my house for sale and I want to do it now, I'm going to be responding really quickly to that person that responded to me. So, there's a bit of a catch-22 there. I, I think, you know, technology has created this, and we live in this world now that, that ev- you know, everything is online and everything is instant. So I think in business we have to be really mindful of that. And, you know, if you can't – I know with Jiggler we have a team in, in the in the kind of southern hemisphere and a team up here because to cater for the different times. And, you know, I, I treat support as sales. If somebody says – hey, I can't upload this image or I can't get these colors right or I can't download this flyer. I'm wanting to reach out to them that minute and help them because every minute that I don't is frustration. That's just the way I think about it. But that's that's what I call service, I guess. We've got we, we to gotta perform. And I think the what really cements that relationship, it's one thing to bring them into the funnel and get them out the other end. But the final piece of that puzzle is creating an amazing experience for those people, whether it be a rink where their kid is getting trained in a way that is at higher levels than everybody else or a coffee shop where the coffee is incredibly exceptional and the scones are amazing or whatever that is. It's this, it's the experience within that customer service section that creates the raving fan at the back end where people will eventually come back and come back and come back or refer, refer, refer really. And that's what we're all striving towards, right? Yeah. If you can create, if you can create those experience and, and create those raving fans and Hey, if if you do, as as we all know, they're happy to vouch for us. They're happy to to supply the social proof. They're happy to write the reviews. Uh, and and the important thing is, I guess, if anybody listening to this that doesn't have reviews and doesn't have enough, just ask for them. Um, you know, if 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 somebody says to you like, um, and here's here's a little trick that that um that. I like to, you know, I've, I've used in the past and I think it's great. And I'd say, you know, if I sold your house, Justin, I'd say, hey, were you happy with it? He said, Ray, it was an amazing experience. It was just awesome. Can't believe the result you got. Can't believe how you handled all, all those buyers. My wife and I are just delighted. I'd probably say something to you like, you know what? I was going to ask you for a testimonial, but you kind of just given it to me. Would you mind if I just sent you an email with that copy? And if you're okay with it, send it back. Because I know if I ask you for a testimonial for you to write me something, 
a week or two weeks is going to go by and then it's going to be kind of awkward when I reach out to you and ask you again. And the kind of magic's gone, isn't it? Because, you know, the result was two weeks ago. This way it's kind of immediate. So, and you know, as I say about testimonials, they're priceless and they last forever and cost you virtually nothing. So, you know, they're just the, the most amazing thing. They're the social proof. It's like when we used to say, my mom says I'm cool. <laughs> Not quite, right? No. Ray, you know, I think we're coming to a natural end of this conversation. This has been incredible information. and Very I think, insightful. Yeah, I think the people that are listening will get a lot from this. I think if there's been a lot of notes that can come out of this for sure. What was the name of your book? It's called uh, How to Sell Your Home for More. You find and that on it? Yeah, yeah, you'll find it on Amazon. And yeah, I think it's twenty nine ninety five. So, uh, yeah, it's there's so many good ideas out there, but I think it's a matter of just sticking to that one one thing and, and thinking about your brand. And and we didn't cover off on, on this either, but your brand is kind of you. Like in real estate, you're the person who turns up. You're the person there on the other side of the table. You're the person that negotiating. So kind of you are the brand. So a good brand has a personality uh, and a good brand has a track record for, for doing great business and delivering great experiences. So look for ways that you can build your funnel, build your list, improve your nurturing, improve your conversion and, and build your brand. What What is it that makes the brand? The experience. Mm. The experience of working of working with that person. It's not like about the logo. It's not about the flashy whatever stuff up front. It's uh, literally about creating the experience that, again, other people will talk about. Yep. Yep. We're fiercely loyal to, to our brands like my F-150 Ford truck, which I love, and I would never buy another truck. Hell would freeze over before I bought another truck. I am so loyal to that brand because it's been so good to me. So I think it's what the brand stands for and what it does for you and how it makes you feel. For me, just like your F-150, I'm a Jeep guy. I Jeep Wrangler. So no matter what happens, I will look at the next Jeep that's coming out. They barely change from year to year. I'm still looking at that 2021 Jeep, that 2022 Jeep. I yeah. just fiercely yeah. loyal to that brand. And whenever you go around, you see another Jeep in a parking lot and that guy gets out, you can sit there and have a conversation about that brand. Okay, yeah. let's do. Let's go down the rabbit hole of iPhone versus Android. Oh Shall boy. we do that? No, let's not ha- do that right no, now. <laughs> hang on. Before before you wind up, I want to see Ryan's uh, Jeep wave. Can you give us the wave? Oh, the Jeep wave. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh, Two fingers in the air. Christine used to have a used to have a jeep, and we we're flying along the, the QE or four hundred one or whatever. And these people were waving at him. We're going, how the heck does that guy know you? What's going on here? <laughs> Whenever amazing. I had new people in the car, I wouldn't tell them what's going on, and just on the wheel and finger up. Yeah, and they'd be that's like, amazing. "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "It's the jeep. It's a jeep thing. You wouldn't understand." Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. See, money can't buy that, can it? And that's that's about the experience, and that's brand loyalty. That's rusted on brand loyalty, so, for brand sure. power. Yeah, you know, that's for sure. I get it. Yeah. Well, amazing. I think we can wrap it up, Ray. You've been awesome. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank I really you. Appreciate oh, you. It's been a pleasure, guys. Uh, have a beautiful day, and have a great. Um, don't do what I'm doing. I'm snacking a little bit too much, and I'm turning. I think it's going to become a pandemic rather than a pandemic. So oh, no. I'm going to have, to have a few adjustments made here. But uh, yeah, you guys take it easy and stay safe. I'll come by your place when you finish whatever's going on in the background there that I can see. So I'll t- we go know. riding our bikes. We can. We will. Yep. I'll wait awesome. till the snow goes and uh, and you're finished building whatever you're building. A little outdoor hockey. Oh, Absolutely. We could do that. Yeah. There you go. All right, guys, 
Have a good Take one. Take care, guys. Love your work. Talk to you. That was another episode of The Underground. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Also, follow Justin on Facebook and see what he's up to in the real estate world at Justin Lon Carrick. And check out what Ryan is doing on the ice at more.hockey.